The Love Gurus podcast is starting now. The Love Gurus are comics that bring comedic wisdom to the savages asking bizarre relationship questions on the internet. Your hosts are Suzanne Leah Shepard and Jake Vevra. I am the Love Gurus pet robot Cassandra. I love you. Oh, Cassandra the Robot, greatest goddamn machine ever invented. I love you too. We are back for another great episode of the Love Gurus. Uh, Suzanne, how's it how, how's it ho- hanging up in uh, still quarantine times? Yeah, over Zoom? still quarantine, but yesterday we were the assholes that went and enjoyed Central Park, and my, it was nice. Uh, it was a temperature for all assholes to come out, and everyone's asshole had a great time. So, yeah. Nice. That's cool. Yesterday, I used a glory hole. CDC recommended not to, but my president yeah. said it was fine, and I stand with my president. I drank bleach, and I got sucked off through a hole in a in, in a bathroom star. You give, you know, you're giving that as a good example. People are really criticizing Midwest for not taking this coronavirus seriously. Um, actually, maybe they've been taking it seriously for years. I mean, what Midwest yeah. gas station doesn't have a glory hole? They were prepared. The infrastructure was in place for this pandemic. Truck stops have been so social distancing since, um, well, since before that kind of thing was legal, to be honest with you. <laughs> but uh, we are uh, going to announce our amazing guest this episode, returning guest, hilarious stand-up comic. Look him up on Twitter, Instagram, all the good stuff. See him live once uh, the, the, the plague is done with. Sean Murphy, thank you for yeah! the show. Hey, thank you for having me back. Excellent. I'm excited for those live dates in 2021. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. so long as, as we don't get hit by COVID-20 next year, we should be fine. That's true. I mean, at you, least it's easy to update your website, Sean, right? That's, oh, my God. It's <laughs> had a lot of time off from updating the website. <laughs> uh, do you guys, are glory holes still, like, those are a thing? Do those, like, really exist? I mean, question. I kind of think they're almost like, a, I, I, I assume they existed in a, in a time and place, but do they still exist? You you say it now that now that there's grinder who needs a glory hole that kind of thing yeah I mean I, I, I think it's probably more of a niche thing now yeah yeah I would like I would imagine someone legit using a glory hole at like like an, a sex party you know how they have like the exclusive night no, or uh, exclusive sex parties where it's like they only tell you the location I I would imagine one area of the sex party would be the glory hole mm-hmm. um section but i i mean but it is a good question i mean as a as a woman is it easier for me to put my butt up to the glory hole or my mouth you know i don't want to kneel that long <laughs> well that wasn't my question but that, is, <laughs> that is a good yeah. question <laughs> like, yeah, like, see, I, that's, I that's what age does frame here like how long do i have to spread them that sounds excruciating <laughs> Well, that's what age does. You know, when, when, when you're younger, it's like, this is disgusting. I don't want to do that. Now that you're older, it's like, that is going to kill my back, man. I hope this guy <laughs> makes it quick. Well, as a, as a guy, I'm worried. I want the hold to be, like, standard. Right? Like, I, I just always, ah, you yeah. know, like, I envision, sure. like, how, you know, is, is there a splinter coming off in the middle? of the Because, like, like, no one's going in there with, like, great work in the glory. Like, I assume it's just done half-assed. Yeah, no, that's a good, and it's like that cheap plywood or whatever. Yeah. I wonder if you could get like, you know, those little inserts, like almost like the reverse of a shower ring, like, you know, put those in. Right. Well, that's oh. what they need. You know, okay. make the back nice. and forth a little smoother on the old ween. 
Well, yeah, because uh, I've never used a glory hole. Did get sucked off once through a glory pentagon, and I still have a scar <laughs> on the left side of my shaft from that. Uh, that was terrible. Well, hey, that sounds like some real devil worshiping shit, you know? I mean, you know, it, and, and, and it was in a church nonetheless. I'm like, Father, what are you doing? This ain't supposed to be. This ain't supposed to be. You're, you're playing for the other team in, in, in two respects on this one. Yeah. A fire breather on the other side of a glory hole does sound very devil Satan worshiper. Right. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what I thought. That, that being said, Pentagon aside, he was a, he was a real gentleman. So. <laughs> I didn't rat him out, you know. <laughs> but uh, speaking of real gentlemen and, and, and savages and devils, uh, let's take our first question from the savages on Yahoo Answers. People, if you have any questions you would like to write into the podcast, write it to lovegurus.podcast at yahoo.com. We have taken our first question. First question. Uh, my fiance uh, led her parents lied to her parents about me owning a theme park and now they want to visit. I'm a 34-year-old male. My fiance is a 31-year-old female. We've been dating for almost five years now and she's always been weird about her parents. I've never met them and I think that she's only really seen them once or twice since we've been dating. Well, she just told me that now they want to meet me and I said, okay. But she also said that she told them I own a successful theme park and they want to meet me there. Theme park. What the fuck, right? So apparently my fiance said that she told her parents we were, we were engaged. They didn't give their blessing, which upset my fiance. I was never told about any of this at the time. I did notice her kind of upset for a few weeks, but she said it was because she stopped drinking soda. Different issue altogether. Oh man. <laughs> apparently her parents are big theme park lovers. So in order to convince them to be okay with our marriage, my fiance lied about me owning a theme park. She said that when her parents It just that, never came up before you turned down the engagement. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to mention. I forgot to mention. She, she works at the Quickie Mart as a uh, as a side gig. That's his passion. His oh yeah. Cool. Who doesn't love a slushy? Uh, but she's, she said that when her parents heard that, that they started to get interested and wanted to know more about me. Before that, they only ever asked what my name was, how tall I was, what I weighed, etc. But really, they were interested in the theme park. So my fiance made up a bunch of insane stuff, like it's the third biggest park in Ohio. It's volcano themed, and the roller coasters have food in them. And now her parents were- The roller coasters have food in them? These are the lies of an autistic 10-year-old. How old is this lady? <laughs> Seriously, it's insane what she said, but she said she didn't know what else to do. I mean, here's my here's my hot take on, you know, or initial take, I should say, is if you've just gotten engaged to someone and the first thing she does on your way to a life a lifelong happiness uh, it is she lies. She tells a very big lie about what you do. Don't you just break off the engagement? Like, don't you just say this? There, there's no way this is where it's going to stop. At like, one point in my life, yes. However, <laughs> it is such a crazy lie. I would say stay with her because I want to know where this shit goes. Yeah, like, yeah, I that... want to know about the next <laughs> lie. I want to know about yeah. the sequel to this lie. I mean, you, you brought it up, but these are, they're 10-year-olds. There's no way they're not 
two 10 year olds in a relationship. Like I don't under like a theme park is, is such a hilarious, bad lie. <laughs> like, like if you lie, you say like, ah, that that person's a, a lawyer. And then like, people don't know what lawyers do. Like, you know, you could say an accountant. Oh, that is, that is a is good so- point. Yeah. Like, yeah. You could have said any profession except the performing arts or owning a theme park. Those are your yeah. only two things you could not say. How, how trashy are these parents to where that's what gets them? Not doctor, not lawyer. If you bring a, home, uh, a guy home that's one of those professions or lie and say that he is whatever, then they, if anything, they're, oh, he's one of those uh, coastal elites that knows how to read and shit. I don't like that, you know? I don't like that. But uh, he owns a theme park. I mean, granted, if you own a theme park, as long as it's not closing tomorrow, to be fair, those things are massively expensive. You're just by definition, you, you have to be doing well financially, probably better than most doctors and lawyers. It's just such a strange. It's, it's yeah. I, and I love the, you own. I love the bad sitcom of them going to like a theme park and he's yeah. pretending to be the owner. Hey, Bob. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Yeah, he has to run ahead somehow. Oh, I got to use the bathroom. And he figures out what, what ride they're going to see next. And he goes and, 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 excuse me, he gets to the front and, 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 and the person checking the heights or whatever. Listen, here's, here's a 20. Uh, for tonight on the park <laughs> he's got a three-piece suit and a monocle but it's a stupid looking like uh uh what, what is it like a, like a ridiculous theme park he went so he, he looks like he's um uh the, the guy from the chocolate factory what, what is that <laughs> willy wonka willy wonka yeah he's dressed like willy wonka <laughs> yeah it's a three-piece suit he's got a handlebar mustache he, he's just fucking he's he's looking ridiculous and he has to pay every single person ahead of time to pretend that he he like owns the place that's insane yeah it's just it's just but like i said like if you you could say like oh my significant other does uh uh you know social media of the uh nabisco like no one's gonna check on that like, no. if someone goes to uh, the only people care about that is in terms of like, are you doing well financially and how long are you out of the house? But like the in-laws aren't going to like double check on any of that. You could say whatever you want, except oh, right. own a theme park. That's the only thing you yeah. cannot say. It's a so very Googleable. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. Dear Google, who owns this theme park? <laughs> yeah. It's easy to find <laughs> out. That being said, if um, I, my dream for my daughter is a guy who is uh, in, in upper management at uh, crazy wacky town land. Oh, absolutely. You know, I, mean, I would. Your daughter is, is, is the, the goal. I'm guessing you, you're not big into research or the internet. It's easy to fool these people is what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, but imagine how sweet that would be. Like if you went on a first date and the person was like, I own a theme park, you'd be like, whoa, that's so I cool. Theme park. I, yeah, yeah I, I, I think that that is, that would be my dream. I mean, because the other thing about this is, and maybe you guys said this, sorry, I had to pause for a second because there was a Puerto Rican, um, there's the Puerto Rican parade going by. So anyway, uh, uh, which is great. Um, nice. <laughs> it's better uh, than a theme park. Lie and say you park. own the Puerto Rican day parade <laughs> next time. <laughs> yeah. But it's my question is how easy, like what dollar amount do you think you would need to start a theme park? I'll bet it's, I'll bet it's, it's not a lot. a lot. 
No. Uh, to start a theme park? Well, but no, but again. Like, I've never what? Googled how much does it cost to have a roller coaster built, but it's more money than the three of us no, have. No, but like, let's say, let's say that you don't have, you know, the, the, the huge double helix roller coaster. What if you just have, you know. A, you just have go-karts and glory a, holes? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it, it's, it's like, the, yeah, it's like a Dust Bowl era. I mean, think theme. about. Yeah, that's like a fair. You still have a freak show, even though in 2020 you shouldn't be calling them that. You know what I mean? But like everybody <laughs> in that in that like like uh, uh, rust bucket part of the world doesn't give a shit at all, and they're like, "Damn political correctness!" I'm going to laugh at the freaks. I'm know? just I'm just saying. You think about you know Joe Exotic, who I'm sure we all uh, are oh, yeah. familiar with. He's technically got a theme park. Well, he doesn't anymore because Carol Baskin got it. What? Okay, uh, but he. That's right. He I blame does. Carol Baskin for this guy's love life going on. <laughs> yeah, it's but he had <laughs> although crazy. A not to part. put us on a side note, crazy. I I still think it's crazy that people like people should hate Joe Exotic, right? He's like the Trump of he's the Trump to Her- to Carol Baskin's Hillary, but everyone rags on Carol Baskin. But I, Joe Exotic yeah, is, a, is like a know, psychopath. We did do a side <laughs> like like a side little special episode about Tiger King. Okay, and yeah, I don't I don't even. I'm not convinced she murdered her fucking husband, man. I mean, yeah. she may have. I, yes. I wouldn't put Agreed. it past her. She murdered mur- Okay, him. but here's, here's the thing. A, I, I don't think that's any the emails. lady... That's, that's, that's the emails of that show. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. that is. The murder it's, it's like, is the emails yeah. of that right. show. And, and the thing is, is <laughs> the they, they go into, oh, he was involved with crazy shit in South America. <laughs> His hobbies was flying... Tiny planes under the radar. Oh, really? Was that a hobby or a way to get away from the feds? What are you talking about? You know? <laughs> and then she mentioned he crashed a plane doing that once. And it, like, here's the, what I know about plane crashes with my limited knowledge about air travel. Uh, you only get like one or two of those tops before you're just never fucking heard from again. So I, if I had to guess, I think it would be more likely that whatever the fuck he was doing in South America and these planes and shit, that sounds like it would get you killed more. And I don't think a lady like that is smart enough to fucking get away with it. I could be wrong. I wouldn't put it past her. I think every person on that show is like the devil, but dumber, you know? And so it's just, I, it's, it's just so, it's so wild to me. Cause like the main dude is like threatened to kill someone multiple times was like, drugging like underage dudes yeah, to be his right like, and that's it was whether killing Carol tigers Baskin was like, did it or not it's like this like, guy's still kind of a dick yeah, right like we he got stinks yeah and i don't know if <laughs> life in prison is 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 just what you should get but it's like yeah he still did pay somebody to kill somebody else and they go well this other guy had that guy yeah but if you if i offer you hey i i'll go murder somebody for you for 12 grand if you give me the 12 grand that's attempted murder. I'm sorry. That's a fucking. It doesn't matter who sent me. No, you know? but that's that's not that. You no, know, but but Sean's point is that Joe Exotic is essentially Trump, and Carol Baskin's essentially Hillary. And I agree with that point because let's be honest. Like Joe Exotic, had he not had been in a homosexual three-way marriage, probably probably would have won the political elections that he yeah. that he ran for. <laughs> it's like true. he probably would have won in Oklahoma had he had like some wife. And yeah, he, yeah. You know, and so I, I definitely think I agree. Carol Baskin, like I think yeah. that there is some parallelism. I think she is the Harold, yeah. Hillary Clinton of of that show, especially because her husband now has definitely been to some kind of pedophile island. I think he's definitely <laughs> friends with like a lower end Epstein. Like it, he hasn't been to a pedophile island, but he's been to like 
like like like a a, a pedophile trailer park of some kind. You know, he's definitely involved in something sure. creepy with kid. <laughs> but I'm sorry, I took us off course. Back to no, this I was no, but I think I think talking about uh, opening something up to lure kids in because you're a creep. Uh, theme parks, right oh. back on track. Boom. Oh yeah. <laughs> How did I mean? Yeah, that's what I. How many? How many friends of Jeffrey Epstein's own theme parks? I want it. That's my yeah. fucking conspiracy. That, I think he was strangled theme by park. the guy that owned Six Flags. That's that's what I think happened. <laughs> I think that fucking crazy guy with his Willy Wonka costume was like, make sure it looks like a suicide. Ooh, you know, and then and then yeah. he no one yeah. snitches on all fucking blah 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 whatever his name is. Exactly. There are so many. Have you noticed that like sometimes when you go to theme parks, the doors are very small so that only children can go into these like deserted haunted mm. houses? Oh, yeah. Oh, what's up with that? <laughs> like, uh-huh. Sounds dangerous. Anyway, but I think, I, I think personally, so if I were to put myself in this man's shoes um, and m- the person I had just become engaged to lied and said that I owned a theme park, I think I would just double down and fucking make one. I think I would just, I think <laughs> I would just hear the calling from I the like universe. That. Listen, Suzanne, this is your chance. Now to make it, you know, it's kind of like, like when you, you have something to do, but there's no deadline. So you never do it. Well, now there's a deadline. Yeah. So just, I would just make a theme park and just change my life trajectory because that is clearly. What so the only thing keeping you, you right now from building a theme park is being in a relationship with someone who will lie about you having the theme park. Pretty yes. much. And, and here's, here's, the <laughs> I, I agree. I think she could... never listens to this podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs> I'm just saying if he ever, if he ever actually listened and realized, you know, I, you know, or, you know, maybe there's someone else out there that's listening and is like, you know what, Suzanne, I'm going to, I'm going to send an email in to the love gurus at yahoo.com. And yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Buddy, as your guru, if, if you're listening to us, answer this question. Uh, you are, are the, the Kevin Costner in field of dreams of theme parks. Yeah. Okay. If you exactly. want to stay with this woman, if you want to keep sleeping with this woman, you're going to have to build it. You're going to, if you build it, she will come. It's the only way she will keep making you come and you can keep making her come is if you build it. You have to build the theme park. And I know yeah. that you probably don't have $10 million sitting I, around. I think it's more expensive than Suzanne is guessing building a theme park. I think it's going to be, uh, well, I think it's going to be a tough day to get a I'm loan not, for this if, you, if you're, if you're working at a gas station. I'm saying it's like $250, but I'm saying, I'm saying if you have like $5,000, which obviously I understand like a lot of people don't have that sitting in their bank account. But I'm just saying, what are you going to build for $5,000? It's going to be going to build a parking lot to the theme park right. for $5,000. Brandon, I know I don't know what I'm talking about. I know I've never priced a roller coaster. $5,000 is not even close. $5,000 is not even fucking close. I'm not saying put in a roller coaster. I'm saying the initial investment is $5,000, and that $5,000 includes a petting zoo and a massage chair like that. And then that's not a theme park. <laughs> it, yes, it, it seems is. like it's the touch. It's the touch. Me that's down. a mall. You're describing Wait, an outside mall. A petting zoo and a massage. That sounds like the creepiest <laughs> fucking park ever. There's it's like, a I don't know if there's human trafficking, if there's animal trafficking, there's something, somebody's definitely doing something highly illegal and sexual at but that, just, at that park. That's all I'm, I know. That's, that's just an example. I'm just workshopping this idea. But that you take that initial investment and then you grow that and then you, you build over the years. So maybe in like 10 years, 
you'll have enough money for a roller coaster. That's what <laughs> Welcome no, to Suzanne's because not all balls would have lava massage parks. Some balls do have roller coasters. Some balls do. Some balls have roller coasters. Some do. But they're not they're not theme parks. You don't go you don't go to don't a ball with a Ferris wheel like oh, that's a theme park. What about all of America all does. Of America, yeah. But the I get even thing. even back in 1970, whatever the fuck when they were made, <laughs> if 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 Winthrop Vaughn Mall of America the Third, whoever whoever built that thing, you know, whoever built that thing with his grandfather, you, you know, the Mall of America guy, he, he inherited that, and he's like, I'm gonna build this 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 mall after my family name, Mall of America. And I'm going to put a roller. Even if they tried to get a loan for five thousand dollars in the seventies, they'd be like, "This is totally not enough, even in nineteen seventies money." Uh, even before inflation under Jimmy Carter, this would not be enough to build a roller coaster. I'm just, you know, I'm just gonna quote, not quote, but I'm going to reference the movie Pursuit of Happiness, the story about the man who had five dollars and he then became mega rich. Uh, right. that, guy, that guy could have made it a theme park with $5,000. He was basically takes, selling projectors to hospitals, <laughs> not roller coasters. Yeah. There was one, there's a deleted scene. I don't know if you, if you have the DVD of that. There's a deleted scene in that movie where, um, you, you know, he's trying to scrape together the last of his cash to buy another one of those, those screens to sell and a yeah. sandwich, you know, and, and he doesn't have enough money for both. And, and Will Smith's kid says to him, Daddy, instead of, buy, why don't we just build a roller coaster? He then beats the shit out of him <laughs> with the half of the sandwich he could afford. He's like, you can't get a fucking roller coaster with that. But we, we don't have money for a roller coaster. Shut do you up. Think, do you think that they used, did, was, so did Will Smith allegedly assault his own son with the sandwich or did they use a stand-in for that work? Um, <laughs> I, I believe they used a stunt domestic abuser for that shot. <laughs> Because he doesn't have a convincing back end. What they did is they 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 made Bobby Brown look like Will Smith, like Will nice Smith to, on the he's side. He's too nice yeah. to, for people had, to believe that he would abuse someone. I yes, guess. they had Bobby Brown. Like, that's why uh, Ali somebody... sucked so much. They're like, listen, yeah. Will, you're too uh-huh. nice. <laughs> that's why. Yeah, they had. They, 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 you got to get Bobby Brown. You got to get Ike Turner. One of these guys. <laughs> and they dressed him up to make like look like Will Smith on the side, and he just beat the shit out of his kid, and it looked super realistic. Okay, well, I have given my advice to this to this person. I, I will also say I'm too lazy to even go with the idea of building a theme. Like if if Natalie Portman was like, "I will marry you if you make me a theme park," I'm like, "That's just too much. I can't. I'm not gonna <laughs> like like." There's so much involved with making a theme park. Like that's it's just crazy to me. I just, but I again, I just think that. You're just there, for it's, fun. There's no, it's the sky is the limit in the sense that you could just be as creative and crazy as you wanted to with it. You know, it's it's not like starting I think like you a play too much equity fund where there's like all these rules. You know, I think you, you play like, too much roller coaster tycoon. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It's way harder than it is. That's actually how. That's actually how my my uh, my sneaky. Right. Whenever I play Monopoly, is I buy all the roller coasters on the board. Mm. <laughs> okay. All right. So just. Just for shits and giggles, I googled, <laughs> I googled how much does it cost to build a roller coaster, and I think I think Suzanne, I I, I think I your according to the internet, the your assumptions were very very low. Uh, okay, <laughs> uh, according to Pay to Thrill 
Roller Coasters Lurnix. And oh, that's, sorry, right. that's a legitimate is. website. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, that's where I, I go for all my roller coaster <laughs> news and updates. Yeah, I believe it is a subsidiary of the New York Times. They're very, you know, they do very <laughs> thorough investigations on this. But it says, according to its website, um, and you know what? Just to be fair, I will give you the lower estimate of this. I will. I will learn. <laughs> it says, it's, it's, yeah, I would love if he's like it's between six thousand and eight thousand dollars. You were off by a thousand, dummy. Yeah, <laughs> no, uh, a little more. Um, an average roller coaster costs from one to two million minimum. <laughs> But some of the newest attractions in the world cost around twenty million. So, sir, I'm still sticking by that. That's I one roller coaster, dude. This if you love roller. her, if you love her, you will you will get two million dollars because you know I don't I don't want him to just shoot for a shitty roller coaster because think about it. It's she's been saying he has the third biggest theme park in Ohio. You know, and there's nothing else to do. I, I imagine. But also, what other theme parks are in Ohio? Uh, he might um, be right. Um, <laughs> imagine your significant other comes to you and goes like, I just won $2 million. And you're like, oh, my God, our license is forever. What are you yeah. going to do with it? <laughs> I'm yeah. going to build one roller coaster to start my dream of opening a theme park. This does seem like a like an early 2000s romantic comedy starring Ryan Reynolds. He's just like, I, to, to, to win the heart of the woman I love, I have to build a theme park. But I only got like 10, 20 bucks. I got to win one to two million dollars minimum <laughs> and build this goddamn roller coaster. I and just so feel like this is the, yeah, this is like every, like what was the movie where the guy invented um, the delay, the delay in the windshield wiper? I don't remember. Yeah. It was like an old movie. But yeah, that guy needed money and it totally worked out for him. I don't understand why you guys are being so pessimistic about, <laughs> it's not, again, yeah. it's maybe like a Ruby wedding anniversary gift, but... Mm a gift that will happen nonetheless. Yeah, you know what? You've inspired me. I think for, for, for me and my girlfriend's uh, five-year dating anniversary coming up, what I'm going to do is I'm going to build her a theme park. <laughs> Where am I going to yes. get the money from? I don't know. I'm going to be a doer, not a thinker. I'm yeah. going to fucking get that. Well, Jake, you, have, you guys have a backyard. That's the we first have a backyard. step. Wow. Step one, get a backyard. <laughs> step two, get one to two million dollars <laughs> All I got to do, I've already got step one. Oh All right. God. I'm already halfway up the mountain. Imagine oh. building a roller coaster in your backyard in Astoria. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's, a, there's a building next door to me. Jake, you and I live on the same street. A building next door to me. They've been constructing this building for six years. Well, that means <laughs> that guy doesn't building, really love people his wife can live because in. it's taking too long. <laughs> six uh. years. Well, that's why, you know, he made the mistake of building a building and not a fucking theme park. I'm building a theme park <laughs> in my backyard in a story. Yeah. Right. But, oh, how great would that be? It's like you get off at uh, the, the Dittmar stop. Uh, you're standing on the platform and you just hear screams. And that's what welcomes you to the <laughs> <Yeah>. neighborhood. <laughs> it's, it's great. And they're like, oh, fuck, we're in the Bronx. No, wait a minute. We're in Queens. What is that? Oh, my God. They're screaming because they're happy. This is yeah. great. Um, well, I think we answered that question. I think we did too. Uh, <laughs> buddy, just build her the goddamn theme park. I don't yeah. know why you're being such a lazy dick about it. You know, <laughs> oh, I got to build a theme park. Uh, it's you, just build, build the theme park, build the theme park. That's our, that's our best advice. Yeah. Uh, we are taking more questions at love gurus podcast at yahoo.com. If you have a question you would like to write, write it in now. You know, you got troubles. We're here to answer them. Next question. Did I cheat? 
Should I tell her? I have been with my girlfriend. I'm, I'm gonna interrupt you right now and say yes. <laughs> I think the answer to both are, is yes, but, but go ahead. See this, but this question- I this would love if it turned out to be no and he told his girlfriend and she was like, dummy, that's not cheating, it's fine, go do it tomorrow. <laughs> well, here is the dilemma. I have been with my girlfriend for six and a half years now. We've been really happy throughout all of those years and I spend, and I hope to spend the rest of my life with this girl. Anyways, we're 25, so we started dating when we were 18 or 19. About two years ago, into our, about two years into our relationship, I was abroad in Europe for a few weeks. I was very drunk and I ended up in a brothel. I was very drunk and barely remember any of it. I got naked and into bed, uh, into the bed, but I told the woman that I didn't want to do anything since I had a girlfriend. I fell asleep immediately and woke up to Naked in a whorehouse and still in love. That's, uh, that's the name of my favorite Johnny Cash song. It's actually an unreleased uh, Tom Petty song, but obviously <laughs> didn't pander to his fan base, so it was never released on the... <laughs> no. Uh, I fell asleep immediately, woke up two hours later. I told my girlfriend about this, and we got through it. During that same year, I went to visit a friend at a university and got very intoxicated. I don't remember much from the night, but I keep wondering if I had cheated on my girlfriend when we went to the pregame. I never thought about that night until a week ago, I never thought I did anything that night, but all of a sudden, I have this crippling anxiety, thinking I may have cheated four years ago and simply don't remember, since I didn't put much thought into it that night four years ago. Now what? What do I do? What do I think? How do I move forward? Do I tell her? Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say I would bet all the money I have that this guy... <laughs> fucked that girl and is using it. Uh, I, who, who knows what happened? I was, dr <laughs> I was drunk. I don't remember. It's, it's tough to even say what happened. I guarantee you he knows and is feeling guilty. Yeah, because also here's, yeah, I, I think like cheating is kind of very clear cut in the sense like, did you hook up with someone? Yes or no. And so if, if my boyfriend came to me and was like, hey, I may or may not have cheated on you. I would be like, you cheated on me you because if you did. didn't, you yeah. wouldn't even say anything. So yeah, I agree. I'm right. like, there's no, yeah. like this, it's, it's almost like he's like feeling out this excuse of, well, maybe I did, maybe I didn't. He, wa I he, he I wants to drunk. be absolved of it. And that's why the language is all like, I was super drunk. I, listen, I was super drunk. Yeah. I was just hanging out with this person who I wanted to have sex with. It was just me <laughs> and her. We were both super drunk. Who knows what happened? And yeah. it's, it's like he's, he's using language so that yeah. someone could go like, dude, you were dr you, nothing even happened. You're good. He's trying to sound yeah. like his own lawyer, but a shitty public attorney and, and a bad one at that. <laughs> But yeah, because also, you know, relying on your friends, let's, let's say that you do get like blackout drunk and, and sleep with someone on accident. Your, my friends wouldn't necessarily text me the next day and be like, what the fuck is your problem? They would, you know, they'd be more of like crazy night, you know, just in the sense, because right. it's like, it's well, not. Well, they're used to that nonsense out of you. I get it. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Uh, but like they wouldn't necessarily like rub salt into the wound. They, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe but it's full. So there's a lot. There's a lot of things with this one. But like, <laughs> why? Certainly, she would know whether you had sex or not. Like, I don't understand how he's acting like it's a mystery. Like, well, he... like they they were both blackout. They both woke up. And this was and... in a brothel. No, so the no, brothel's that's... a separate. Yeah. yeah, the brothel's a separate. Oh, gotcha. Where he's saying. 
he he was drunk, but he told the woman, listen, I don't want to do anything. And then I was going to say, because if he woke up naked in the bed of the brothel, well, those prostitutes are just bad at upselling at that point. And if I was I was their pimp, I would be smacking every single one of them with baby powder right now. <laughs> Like, like, I, why yeah. doesn't he just ask this person? Did we like? I, he's acting like it's a mystery and it should be easily solvable, right? It's no, that's a good question because so all he says is, "I keep wondering if I cheated on my girlfriend when we went to the pregame." Then he just said, "I never thought about that night." So he's not there. There are no details about why he why he would speculate that he cheated. He's not like this girl and I talked in the bathroom for hours or that, you know, there's nothing like, because if you just say, Oh, like if I, if I just woke up, was like, Oh my God, I don't know if I cheated or not last night, even though I like was at home, like watched a movie, you know what I mean? Like there's absolutely nothing that would lead me to believe that. So he's leaving out obviously these very key details as to why this would pop up into his head Years later. It's like, unlikely that both parties remember zero things. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. One person's at least going to be like able to confirm yes or no. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I, I, I think it's very rare that both people wake up in a bed and are like, oh, I have no, I have no idea or like can piece together things. Also, like, this guy um, stop, needs to stop getting blackout in sex possible situations. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. That, yeah. That's kind of like step one. Um, Maybe monitor your alcohol intake. I yeah, mean- because that's the worst way to get caught cheating, right? Like, as an alcoholic, I can tell you this. Um, if you're cheating while you're blackout <laughs> drunk, you're usually too drunk to really keep it up for a while. So it's like he's he's destroying his relationship so he could he can try to squeeze a semi-flaccid boner into a drunk, disappointed woman and just kind of grind back and forth while it's half in there and half not, and then, and then they and, just fucking pass out. And like who's that's, going, that, is, that is the experience that you're giving up a good relationship so you're saying for. You're don't cheat. ruin your relationship yes. and your reputation at the same time. You either cheat mostly sober or don't cheat at all. That's what I say. <laughs> mm, true. That makes sense. That makes sense. I, I would also say who's, who's <laughs> just hanging out at a brothel? You know, he's just like, I went to a brothel, yeah. I was drunk, but you know, I was just ha- like, it's not like it's a bar. You're going there to have sex with a prostitute. I was just yeah. doing a line well, with my friend Manny that works at the door. I, I saw a documentary about a brothel, which means that this applies to all brothels in all situations. So <laughs> okay, <that>. educate me. <laughs> and there are people that go to a brothel to hang out, but they're, they seems like they were mostly older guys. And sure they had sex with them but but it wasn't like a wham bam thank you ma'am situation it was like you know they just kind of seemed like lonely old guys that had no one else to talk to so they would and they were like the brothel's best customers they would they knew all of the the prostitutes and i I guess i could see like if you're on vacation you're like oh this is crazy i'll walk in here with friends yeah maybe he wasn't looking to do it but like you go to a room you're drunk you're you're naked like that's i mean come on yeah, like it, it sort of like yeah. What taking off your clothes? That's always a big unless you know that that's a big step in anyone's drunken night out. If, I, I if you're like taking your idea. clothes off, something's probably going to happen, or you want something to happen. I I do like the idea of like like drunk middle aged guys that just sort of um, hang hang out in brothels 
like it's a barber shop or something. You, you know what I mean? And, and you just kind of go there and, and they're just chatting up the, the girls that are working there that are all addicted to coke and shit like that. And you, you know what I mean? Like having just like bad days of fucking guys that are old enough to be their fathers and grandfathers. And they're just in the lobby going, oh, Debbie, working a double today, huh? How was your weekend? <laughs> you know? I can't it's like imagine. I'm going to get a bump so I can get through this next one. I don't have I, time I mean- to talk, Phil. I've I've been before in my life in like strip clubs where it just instantly makes me like sad, like instantly just like sure. I walk in and I yeah. see people and I'm just like nine eleven sad where I'm just like my <laughs> body can't I'm like, I just got to leave like you just see like, yeah, those people that this is like their go to spots and like the strippers don't like look healthy, like everything about it is just yeah. like right. a sad yeah ecosystem there's like a regular customer who like has clout over the situation somehow you know he's like telling people where to sit and yeah i've I've been to those strip clubs sometimes you want to go where everybody (laughs) knows your name i mean that yeah that show could have been really a lot different had kirstie alley been a stripper (laughs) uh much sadder Dude, it's strip clubs in the Midwest get dark. First time I went to one. Oh, I I disagree. The best strip club I've ever been to in my entire life and one of the funnest nights out I've ever had was when we went to a strip club in my home state of Kansas. We had a great time. Everyone was, I don't know, there was just something like no one was taking themselves too seriously. It wasn't like a, wasn't like, ooh, I'm going to be sexy. It was kind of like everyone was like kind of, making fun of the situation including the strippers like the strippers what do you mean? yeah a lot of them it's a small town they know each other they're related you know what i mean they don't feel the yeah. need to really was, push the lap dances there yeah. was no it was not gross i mean and there was like the whole like the crowd was very mixed it was it was not just like dudes it was like it was honestly probably like 50 50 it was just super fun and super well, great. I think that's a thing that helps make it less sad when there's a little more like women in there and it seems right. less like right. predatory at times. Yeah. Seems like if, yeah, if there wasn't like a huge bouncer that this the, would be a very, very sad night for these. For the, the first um, one I ever went to was in Davenport, Iowa and we went there on amateur night and that started maybe an hour after we got there. And honestly, the women there were all like very good looking. It was, it was actually a nicer one. They had like three stages and it, it was a big one. There was a lot of people there. And they lined the stages with um, judges. And the first two amateurs were still very good looking, you know, um, could have worked there normally, I guess. But um, the third one, eight months pregnant and ugly on top of it. It was fucking weird. I'll say this. Maybe maybe this is crazy. I'm thinking this out as I say it. So feel free to tell me if I'm crazy. (laughs) I think strip clubs, the opposite of comedy clubs, I think amateur better in stripper. And because I feel like they're like, they they have like a life you know where they're like i'm just doing this for fun tonight no i agree with you and, yeah and like everyone like their friends are like supporting that it's like a it's like a fun atmosphere yeah no I, I agree with you it's like the difference between liking uh college football versus professional football or college basketball ver- because the college basketball they're like playing for something like there's stakes you know whereas like sometimes you watch nba games and it's like whatever no one cares about that you know they're just yeah i I almost think it's i almost think it's still the reverse of that because it's like you're watching college football you're like these people are being taken advantage of they're like like the pros you know they're like this this she shouldn't be doing this for three years she's not making as much money as yeah that's true in that in that way strip strip clubs as an industry are way more ethical than the ncaa at least and no matter how new they are every every stripper gets to 
keep every dollar bill jammed in her g-string she doesn't have some fucking like athletic organization or some head coach taking it from her at the end of the night going ah you're doing this for college tuition (laughs) give me that money sharon you know okay i i do agree with you guys so i will i will reverse my position on that but a good but a good uh analogy nonetheless so i would so i mean what's our what's our advice to this to this young man um you know he's, he's only 25 I secretly think that he's he's 25. He's obviously craving these experiences of, you know, kind of going out and about. And he's, I just think that this is the beginning of the end for them, that he's looking for this relationship and kind of, and so therefore he's thinking, well, have I been a dirtbag in the past? Maybe I have. Maybe I should end this because I was a dirtbag four years ago, even though I don't remember it. I, I think that... He's looking for a way out of the relationship rather than to commit. Yeah, I think that's probably true. He should definitely well, tell her. I okay. I think he should tell her. Yeah, because it's or or at the very yeah. least get to the t- talk to the other person and see if something it's actually like an happens. Well, he tells her. Well, yeah, definitely tell her because it sounds like he's definitely going to get drunk again and just tell her anyway. So do it sober. Like, that's oh yeah, better. that's a good point. He's going to do it while he's blackout. He's going to get blackout drunk and be like, "I cheated on you." He's and that's clearly be way impulsive worse. while he's blackout drunk. He's proved that, if nothing else, in this <laughs> yeah. question. He's not a reliable Tell her while you're sober. And, you know, I, I don't like to give hack advice. I don't like to give the same advice two questions in a row. But I think it's going to happen. If you tell her, she's probably going to break up with you if, unless you, what, build her a thing? <laughs> One to $2 million minimum, you bastard. Hey, listen, if, if I've, I've cheated on women in the past. If, I've told them, too. And the only ones that did not break up with me on the spot are ones that I built theme parks for. So build her the theme park. Yeah. If you build it, she will come and continue to make you come. <laughs> that's the only way to save the relationship. Perfect advice. I think we Absolutely. nailed it. <laughs> All right. I think it's time to take a quick commercial break to hear from our somewhat supporter, sponsors, listeners. Don't go nowhere. We're topping off our wine. You should do the same. We will be right back. Oh, all of you out there listening in internet land, I'm sitting here drinking a delicious Dauphion Blanc. I actually drink kind of a nice one today. It is what? Kim Crawford. I don't know if she's related to Cindy Crawford, but her wine is even better than Cindy Crawford's body in the 90s. I'm talking like uh, before any kind of aging or Coke, Mestera, any of that. I'm, I'm sure she's still listening now. I don't know. It was great, though. Does she? Oh, yeah. Well, she does not look as good as Kim Crawford taste. No one does. No one looks this goddamn good. It's delicious. It's really, it's really crisp up front. Gives you a nice smooth finish. Uh, really, really nice citrusy notes. Uh, not, not at all overpowering, but still kind of lets you know it's there. Kim Crawford, drink it in the end times. Still makes you feel good. Still makes you feel like you're at brunch. Even if it's 3 a.m. and you're, you've just gotten done fighting with your spouse because you've been trapped together in quarantine and you're like, I just want to get out and have a life. You take one sip of this, you feel like you're at brunch with friends eating oysters and overpriced eggs and things like that. Kim Crawford, get you some...
It is now time to resume the greatest goddamn podcast the world has ever seen. For the love gurus are back from break. I love you. Oh, Cassandra the robot, I will never stop loving you. You beautiful, beautiful robot. Uh, we are back with an amazing guest, Sean Murphy. Thank you for being on the show, buddy. Yeah. Oh, thank you for having me. Absolutely, man. Always a pleasure. Uh, I'm drinking some Kim Crawford Sauvignon Blanc. It's goddamn delicious. And we are taking your ridiculous dating questions at Love Gurus Podcast at Yahoo.com. Time to hear more from the savages on Yahoo Answers. <laughs> about what my boyfriend was doing. My boyfriend was always going to He told me that he got a part-time job and he seemed to have a lot of money now. When I asked him what his new job was, he told me he did not want to tell me. He said he had to keep it confidential. That did not sound right to me. I was afraid he was doing something illegal. However, we both had a lot of fun with his new money. Finally, one of his friends told me what he was doing. Theme park, theme park. <laughs> he was going to the sperm bank often and getting $50 per visit. Yeah, he was a theme park customer. <laughs> that at Suzanne's uh, Llama and Massage Park. <laughs> you do it in the cup, it pays for your tickets. Yeah, those llamas can spit. Am I right up top? Okay. Uh, <laughs> when I asked him about it, he told me that it was true. I'm not sure how I feel about that. He claims that he's helping women who can't otherwise have children. He said that as a woman, I should be proud of the good deed he's doing. But I, girl, what was your reaction to your boyfriend doing a business and jerking off from Um, the one thing that struck me about this question is, uh, how many times how many times can you go to the sperm bank? I mean, aren't I mean, are they limiting you? Because she's talking about how he's having all of this money, and I'm not saying that fifty dollars isn't a lot of money, but I'm not saying it's something that you know. It's yeah. That that was my first thought too. Is like it seemed like he was positioned as he was like a like a coke dealer in the yeah. 80s yeah. as like this guy's getting a ton of new money and then like $50 a pop is like that's like minimum weight it's one of those things like when people make fun of welfare it's just like yeah well, no well it's not a lot of money because then everyone would be doing it there's a reason right. everyone isn't like it's not just, like you're living extravagantly off of uh you know food stamps and shit yeah, yeah. exactly and it's the same thing it's like there's if this was that a killer amount of money literally every guy would be doing that um, no see i disagree i i i like to think that he is living extravagantly off of 50 dollars pops but he's just jerking off that much that like he's he's walking around in big fur coats looking like superfly you know what i mean looking like a coke dealer in the 80s he's got big old gold necklaces and fur coats how'd you get all that money are you running a are you running a human trafficking ring or are, 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 are you part of a some kind of cartel is like no i jerk off in cups for 50 dollars a pop and i make thousands of dollars a day from it they got a limit there's got to be a limit to people that's what i'm saying there has to be unless i mean if you lived in a bigger city and you went to multiple sperm banks but even if you're doing it three times hold on i'm writing idea for my new screenplay hold (laughs) on a second (laughs) (laughs) so if you did yeah i mean even if, like, even if you did it three times a day, in a year you'd only make fifty-four thousand dollars. So, 
I mean, that's, I, again, like that's not, uh, that's not nothing, but it's not an extravagant lifestyle. Wait a minute. How many times a day do you make $54,000? So if you, if you jerk off three times, and this is not including, I don't know if you, do you have to pay taxes on your jerk off money? I've no I idea. better not. The government, <laughs> you keep big government out of my semen. All right. So you keep them out of my nutsack. That's what I say. So if you if you if you did it three times a day for a year, your annual salary would be fifty four thousand seven fifty. So that's again, pretty good. Well, Wait, I'm so, I'm sorry. Repeat how how much how many fifty four thousand seven fifty. And that's how many deposits a day? Three a day, but every single day for a year. Jeez, that that sounds like it's possible for a young guy. Yeah, I can absolutely you. make that happen now, and that's more money than I'm making. So, um, how do you how do you get signed up with this with this? Uh, I, I know you just did the math on uh, how to how, I know, on, on, on what three times. Get. I can't move past this tax question now. My, my yeah, I'm, it's a good point. I'm, now I'm nerding out, and I want to know. Oh yeah, do you do you got to fill out a 1099? For the sperm bank money because that's different. Then you're getting taxed well, okay, as your own so employer couple, and your own employee. I've I've done a couple very. Are you cursory... an independent contractor when you got your dick in your hands at that sperm bank? Yeah, yeah. What were you gonna say, Sean? I, I got some some Google info here. Okay. Um, I th I think you can't go to multiple. So if accepted as a donor, you'll earn between fifty and two hundred dollars per specimen. Oh wow! But but you'll be expected to. Uh, rub one out. That's crazy that they could just say rub one out. Like, that's like, what even, like 12 year olds wrote this? <laughs> rub one out. You'll be expected to rub one out into their cups two to three times per week and make a commitment to the program that lasts six months or longer. Yeah, but here's the thing. The ones that pay you two to 300 bucks a pop, because I looked into this. Um, it's not just jerking off into a cup. You have to jerk off into a cup while a curtain goes up and old men that live in Chelsea watch while their faces are blacked out, looking like the end of Taken. And, and they, 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 they press little buttons and they ding and they- and I they, think you went to they, a different club. Yeah, they, well, <laughs> they, they, they bid on your semen afterwards. And I'm like, wait a minute, you paid me 200 bucks, but you just sold it for $1,000 to an old man that lives on, on 19th Street. What the fuck yeah, is I, so I, I think you're, it's, it's almost like a sports thing. Like, I think you're, you're given like a contract with the Yankees. You can't also play for the Mets. Ah. Nah. Okay. So, so yeah. So if you if you're saying that you have to sign up for a six month commitment and two to three times a week for six months, I don't know. Like that does kind of. I mean, I mean, maybe maybe you can like secretly do two or three places, but like the amount of times you would have to to jack off, as yeah. the web their website would say, um, it was it would be insane. Well, also the other thing is you cannot tell me that they also don't take your social security number, like. I, but like, like I feel like the amount of person of information, like I would, you want to be able to like anonymously donate sperm, right? You'd have to give them some personal information. Yeah, well, yeah because so they they gotta they gotta check into all kinds of shit. They're they're checking into family yeah. history. There's a because I've known guys that have tried to do this because there is that kind of misconception. Like, oh, you just go there, it's like donating blood, but it's white and kind of smells like bleach. Uh, yeah, it's 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 great. They, yeah, there's like a screening process. Yeah, so it's fucking intensive. To go to a different place. I'm sure that they could just like look in their medical records and be like, actually, you're signed up with this other clinic. You can't donate again. Like that seems yeah. like a very easy system to. Well, you have to be like in college and shit and you have to like you, you have to be in shape. You have to have no family history of cancer and things like that. There's because it's like most 
most either single women or just women that their husbands can't conceive or lesbian couples or whatever, super picky with their fucking sperm, you know? And there's basically, there's no shortage of guys willing to jack off into a cup for a couple hundred bucks. So it's, it's kind of a buyer's market when it comes to semen, you know? Certainly. I mean, that would make sense because it's like, if you're in a relationship, you're, you're not thinking necessarily about the semen. You're thinking about, I'm going to have to live with this person too. Whereas like if you're just using a donor, you don't have to think about that. So, you know, you know, you know, you, your intention is, well, I'll raise this person, the kid to be a good person, but I still want it to be hot. I still want to have a hot kid. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You, do, you, do you necessarily want a hot kid? Uh, yeah. Like I, I think here's the thing. And I, I don't know if I want an ugly kid, but I don't necessarily need a, uh, I want an ugly kid. Here's why I say this. So my, so my, my brother and his husband adopted kids. Right. And so they were saying that during the adoption process, I mean, those social workers get real, you know, they, they ask you questions like, are you willing to accept a, a child with a disability? If so, what disability? And you, and there's no judgment about it. And you just say, look, I, I don't think that I'm going to be capable to take care of kids in this situation. You know, they give you all of these different scenarios and you know about the background of the kids, et cetera. Because, you know, because at the end of the day, you're still adopting a kid that needs a good home. But the first and foremost priority is that it's a good fit so that, you know, the child doesn't then go back into like the foster care system. Right. So I would assume the same is possible with like a sperm bank. You know, it's like so expensive to get in vitro. Who like if you're gonna spend thirty thousand dollars <laughs> you're gonna spend thirty thousand dollars to get in vitro. I don't know why you don't just buy six roller coasters, but that's a sign. <laughs> it's true. You buy thirty thousand dollars, according to the very beginning of this podcast. I mean, you could you could have a chain of, of theme parks. I don't know. I don't know why more people that have thirty thousand dollars don't just invest in their own competing market of six flags. It's crazy. <laughs> this is so stupid. Like, I'm going to buy a small house in a flyover state. Now, buy entire theme parks and flyovers. One of the most <laughs> wild things I've heard in since quarantine started is what is a theme park? It's like the Arrested <laughs> Development <laughs> joke. What could a theme park cost? $5,000? <laughs> <laughs> Let me smash my piggy bank and then buy an entire roller coaster. <laughs> Besides that, what I was going to say is. <laughs> you're going to spend $30,000 for in vitro, you're going to be a little bit picky about whose semen yeah. you're going to, you know, you're going to insert. So otherwise you could just hang out on the subway long enough and you're going to, you're going to, you, yeah. you can get a load for free at some point that you can just you can kind of scoop off of those chairs yeah. and it's, it's going to be fine. Assless cross crotchless chaps on the subway and, you know, save yourself the money. So it, it is a real response. So, my, so I guess that, that, that was my first thought about this question is how often is he really jerking off and how much money he is making from it? But her, her, her overall question is how should I feel about what my boyfriend is doing? Uh, you know, I, like how did, I don't know. I, I think that if, you know, my boyfriend was like, listen, I'm jerking off into a cup for extra money. I'd be like, cool. You know, you do you like what I, don't, I wouldn't have a problem with it. But I think that maybe some people would have the lingering thought of like, well, what happens if that, you know, spunk turns into a baby? Then he's essentially a father, not, not a father, sure. but a, a successful donor. And I don't know. I mean, 
I just feel like, well, and that's the other thing about like now with everyone doing these 23andMe DNAs, like they caution you and they're like, you need to realize the answer to this DNA test might not be something that you ever wanted to know. Um, yeah. So it's happening more and more. I don't know. I, I think it's fine. What do you guys think if your boyfriend's jerking off into a cup? That's I said. I think fine. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I think it's, I think it's great. I mean, I, I made a lot of money doing that in college and now, you, you know, that you was really? about, well, yeah, that was about, oh, uh, 20 years ago. I mean, this is before college. This is maybe 18, 19. I'm That's 36 now. So now, what, now, now every time I walk past a kid, <laughs> you, you know, on the streets, it kind of looks like uh, Steve Buscemi. If he was a bloated alcoholic <laughs> whose mother couldn't stay sober for nine months, I get a really warm feeling inside. I'm now like, Jesus Christ, look at that ugly, goofy looking fuck. You're like not allowed to know anything, right? Like they, they don't tell you like, hey, someone used, used a, a batch. Right. I think that no. I, I think that they have. You just, I just have to look at the at the, at the weird empty look in the kid's eye and his his, his <laughs> tendency to be drunk in his in his early teens, and I, I just kind of know when I see a, a, a goofy looking kid stumbling down the sidewalk at four in the afternoon. I'm like, that, yeah, that to me is I, I get I? it, but that to me is almost the weird. I would want to know if. I, I mean, I understand why they don't do it. That makes total sense. But I would just yeah. out of curiosity, I'd like to know. It's a good question because also, you know, when the, when this was going on in the 80s and the 90s, really, like before DNA was a, 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 an easily accessible technology for the, the uh, lay folk uh, or whatever you call us, <laughs> that this it wasn't it wasn't a possibility that you could figure out who your father was. They were just like, well, if we burn these records or keep these records confidential, you'll never find out. Well, yeah, now everything's on computers people. and shit. So even yeah. if now you someone went into a sperm bank and got a donor, you would have to know that the possibility of the donor meeting your kid, like that's a possibility, certainly. Mm-hmm. Like it's not, you know, it's not like in the 60s where like people would adopt a baby and they're like, yeah, we just had a baby. No, we didn't adopt it. And then like, you know, these 35 year olds are figuring out that they were adopted. You know, right. like that's right. not, it's not, that's not a reality anymore just because there's so much information available. And I'm sure someone smarter than us in that field has figured out all those ins and outs. I mean, I, all I know is uh, the three of us are experts on only one thing and that's theme park economics. <laughs> 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 that's the one thing we oh figured God. out. Totally just figured out here's how I'm gonna make my theme park work. Yes, it's gonna be llamas, yes, it's gonna be a roller coaster, but what it is gonna be, it's gonna be llamas running over obstacles. So it's like Oh, there we go. Like a now llama, you couldn't guess. Like a llama roller coaster. Like you're on a llama, but because the llama's like going down slides and jumping over stuff, it feels like a roller coaster. Ooh, ooh. What yes, if we build it for five thousand dollars? All right, okay, check this out. <laughs> River Going downhill, yeah. L- llama with floaties on all four of its legs. Llama log ride, yeah. Llama log <laughs> ride. You, you ride the llama down the river. You get soaked. It's, that, it's, it's, it, I'm there's, sorry, there's that real thrill and danger in it. I you could drown. That. The llama. I, I, have a, I have a confession for the past. Red Bull will sponsor this. For the past five years, I really wanted to go to a water park. I don't know why. I just thought I, they, they, seem fun, they seem fun have to never, me. Have you never been to a water park before? I have, but not since I've been like, you know, oh, a yeah. kid. I don't know. What's like a nearest water park in New York? I think the last time I, I it's been years since I've been to a water park, but. Dude, 
There's not a whole lot of shit that gives me state pride about Iowa. In fact, I've said many times on this podcast that I hate being from there and I hate the entire state. Um, they, they, that is true. I stand by both of those things. However, if you are ever trapped in or near Des Moines, Iowa, the capital for any reason, uh, the one silver lining to that entire state, you, you know what I mean? The, yeah. the, the, the buzz at the beginning of, of a dying, down spiral of heroin addiction. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like the one saving grace to Iowa is the theme park Adventureland. It is a theme. So not only do they have the roller coasters and all that shit, but they have built a water park in there. So they have a water park in the theme park and alcohol readily available in that mm. entire park. There is a swim up bar and everything. And it's fairly reasonably priced too. I mean, it's not like it's Iowa. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's not like, you know, drink special prices at a bar or something, but it's not like state fair prices where you're paying for beer by the right. shot. No, they have a full swim-up bar. You can get, like, good liquor there. You can get, you can get cocktails. All, I mean, like, actual fucking bartenders. Not like, what do you want, Bud or Bud Light? Here's our bar. Like, no, it's, it's an actual swim-up bar. A what's, full the, uh, on... what's the policy for carding at a swim up bar? Can you can can a seventeen year old easily be like, Well, I forgot my wallet, it is a swim up bar. It is Des Moines, like, Iowa. Okay. They will <laughs> fuck liquor, they will sell a seventeen year old meth at that place. They don't give a shit. <laughs> they don't give a shit. It is a goddamn libertarian paradise, all right? I can fucking smoke meth off of a, a tinfoil that has been duct taped to a baby in that bar. I can, I can make a baby meth pipe, and they don't give a shit. Well, I so what's what's our final advice for this young woman? Just to sh shut up. Who cares? Is that? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think so, but I'd also say I don't think this uh, – sperm gravy train is going to last. I, I think he's, uh, he's pr he probably getting that money from savings or, you know, if he's showering you with gifts and whatnot, I don't think that's coming from the sperm bank. Yeah. yeah sperms make terrible gravy trains for one thing. Doesn't make a lot of money at, uh, at, at the bank. Uh, and then in a more literal sense, tastes terrible on mashed potatoes. I'm not going to say how <laughs> I know that information. I'm just saying it, uh, it looks kind of nice presentation wise because it blends well. But um, it's, 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 it's not great. So, yeah, your sperm gravy train, terrible idea, both metaphorically and literally. So um, what I would say, and I, and I hate to give this advice three times in a row, but your boyfriend would not need to donate sperm if you just, what? Built him a theme park. Build a goddamn theme park, you cheap, lazy scum. Build a theme park. Save up for one to $2 million minimum. Uh, $20 million for a top, you know, world-class roller coasters. I say shoot right in the middle, $10 million. Get a good roller coaster to start that off. Or make a llama log ride. You know what I mean? Yeah. Build it on the rigger. It just rolls off the tongue. It's yeah. so alliteration. I love it. Build it on the river. Jump on the back of it. Go down the – and, and then, then maybe you save up for the roller coaster. But – you guys definitely lead a uh, – you, you need a goddamn theme park. Otherwise, this relationship is just never going to work. Never going to work. Yeah, I think we, right. we, we got to the key of all relationships. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's surprising. As stupid as I thought that first question was, goddamn it, a theme park would literally save every single one of these relationships. Right? It it's would. It's insane. Yeah. I, yeah. But, 
yeah, I, th- I think uh, I think we answered that one. Next question on the Love Gurus, people. If you have a question you would like to send to the Love Gurus, send it to Love Gurus Podcast at Yahoo.com. We are going to take our last question of the week now. Last question. Why in the world would someone want not want to meet you if they talk to you a lot? I'm a middle-aged, attractive woman, and I met a younger man on a date site. We've actually met once before, and our time went well. He seemed very hesitant afterwards and said that he wasn't really looking for a relationship. We lost contact and reconnected on the site again a couple months ago. The guy and I have been texting every single night. He usually texts me and asks me how I'm doing. Sometimes he's affectionate and flirty. I told him two nights ago that if we're going to keep texting every single night, that we need to meet. When I asked him to meet, he said that he's not comfortable in meeting and was in no rush. If it happens, it happens, and not to pressure him into something he doesn't want to do. I told him to stop texting me then. I do not see a point in texting every day if you're not. God damn right. I love this. I normally hate the people writing the questions. I air against them every week. I love her so far. Yeah. No, I, I mean, that's, that's basically her, her question. And I, I, think it's, I think it's relevant just because Everyone's in lockdown, people are lonely, and so you're having that outreach, but now that people can, you know, kind of meet up again, and she's like, listen, we've been talking every day for, how how long did she say? For, yeah, we've been talking every day, why don't we meet up? He's like, oh, you know, whatever. Plus, they have already met before. This isn't like a random catfish catfish situation. They've met. They've seen each other. Really? That's odd. Yeah, yeah. This is a pre-quarantine question, right? Um, it doesn't say, but I'm assuming. I'm assuming that. I'm assuming it, it kind of sounds like it was they they met before, yeah. and you know, and then they texted for a long time. And you plus, know, there's a lot of states out there that really haven't given a shit about this whole quarantine thing, uh, especially now. Yeah, I mean, that, there's that as well. Um, so, but yeah, but they but they have met. This this is a horny cougar. She doesn't give a shit. Uh, beginning of, of quarantine in New York, this lady would have let a stranger cough into her mouth. She is, she is looking for game. She's looking for action. She doesn't care about a pandemic. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I mean, she doesn't, she does because she says that she's an attractive middle-aged woman, which whenever someone says that, when, it, when someone calls him or herself attractive, that to me is always a red flag. I don't care. Sure. I don't care who you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, you're, that's a red flag. But and then she she met a younger man and now he doesn't want to meet again. It kind of sounds like the the guy is not in. He's just not that into you. Like, I will say, uh, whenever someone says they're attractive, they're either very right or very wrong. There's no in between. There's like uh, if you meet someone and they're like, "I'm attractive," you're like, "God, yeah, you are. Right. You, you are, and you know it." Or like, "You yeah. are way off base." Yeah. Yeah. Really if it's a guy that says that he either looks like Axl Rose in 1989 or Axl Rose 20 minutes ago, <laughs> that's all right. It's it's not an in between thing. It's not an Axl Rose in the 90s when things were starting to go off the rails. Yeah. It's it's one of the two extremes. Yeah. Um. But that is that is a strange. That is a strange move. I almost don't get it from the guy's perspective of wh- why why no meat. Yeah, I again like I think some people are introverts. Let's let's say for example that 
she is genuinely attractive and he is not a troll and that he's some, you know, but, but it is a possibility that he is gets uncomfortable in social situations so it makes him nervous to go out plus maybe he is scared of the virus and so he doesn't want to go out like that's a possibility um but maybe he didn't want to be with her in person but he's almost treating this like a her situation like the movie her where he just i, like, I would love if it was just for because of the virus and this lady just didn't accept it she's like listen he's listening to this this nonsense liberal media <laughs> cnn has got him brainwashed to where i can't get any dick and this is nonsense he's using it, a fake pandemic as an excuse <laughs> for me not to get late but it seems like the thing the excuse isn't like hey i don't feel comfortable going out because there's a pandemic and she's like well i get that but it just seems like he doesn't want to meet period yeah, he, he Which, gives one a very vague like oh it's because da, 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 da. Like, the, the stereotype of guys like that i feel like is like oh you're just trying to sleep with her and then maybe you don't want to see her for other things but like it's a weird like oh i only want a text friend it's the opposite. Like, if anything, she's like she's a horny middle aged woman. She's like the dude in most really. She's like this guy's cock blocking me. Tell him to get outside and <laughs> quit wearing a mask and being a sissy. But yeah. but it is it is. I as an adult, I wouldn't. I couldn't fathom like oh, I want a like a a virtual only friend. Like that's not a yeah. a relationship that it, like if you're your friend and then you see me occasionally or whatever or do you know you want to be a relationship or but like that's almost not that's almost nothing. It's just yeah. Talk to someone every day with no intent of ever seeing them seems crazy. It, seem, it seems very weird. Like it, you know because it's one thing like when people are in long distance relationships and they are okay. Well, we have to be apart for three months, but then we'll see. Each, you know, there's some. Right. Means to an end in that scenario. But just to have someone to text back and forth, it yeah, it does seem so unfulfilling because you can't picture like a real life scenario. It's or, or, like, I don't know if it's just like an attention thing and he likes to feel, you know, like his phone's blowing up all the time. But I, yeah, it's just, it's such a bizarre situation. The only other explanation that is, is that he's grooming her for something. Now, what that is, mm. I don't know. I mean, is he like gonna at some point? It's, after it's just like Hansel and Gretel, but the opposite. It's like no, no, we're we're not trying to lure kids to the witch. When she's into <laughs> eating, her she she's got a niche taste as most cannibal dudes. She likes to eat women in their late forties who still dress in, in, in a lot of the um the, the the cheetah print. She likes leopard print. Sure. Women that dress like that, you know what I mean? That have eh, a little, little bit of fat, a little bit of marbleization, but still kind of keep it toned. You know what I mean? That, that's the way this cannibal witch likes to do it. But so like you said, I'm the bizarre thing. out here with text messages and dick pics. <laughs> the bizarre thing is that they've already met. That Yeah, that's what makes it yeah. a weird question because the, yeah. the rest of it seems very explainable. Like it's a catfish situation. It's like, you know, there's some, some online scam, whatever but they have met in person. That was like, it, and presumably very early on, it, they're talking to each other. And then he said, oh, we'll meet whenever it, it happens. Like, it, I, I mean, it really is a vibe in her, in her. Here, here's the th her. thing too, because here's the thing I've noticed as I've gotten older, and if this woman's supposedly older than me, it's like, when you get older, aren't you just done figuring out people? 
You know, when it's, so, it's just kind of like, dude, oh, this person, why can't this person meet up? It's like, well, who, who cares? You're supposedly a very attractive older woman. <laughs> you probably have like 15 other messages in your, you probably have hundreds of other messages in your inbox. Yeah. Why don't you just talk to any of those people? Why do you got to solve this mystery? Just yeah, I agree with you. I, I agree with you. I think that that trying to control someone or trying to get people or trying to work out it's like there's no there's no backstory. It's it just read things for how they are at face value and don't even waste more time on it. So if she's frustrated with the situation and he continues to text and she's like, let's meet up. And multiple times he's been like, oh, I don't know, maybe. Yeah, just move on. It's, yeah, that feels like a very 20s-ish thing where you're like trying to get to the mystery of like, ah, she wouldn't text me back because she was in a car accident and her face is fucked up and she's, yeah. it all makes sense. And then you get older, yeah. you're like, I don't know, some people just don't make sense to me and I can't spend all my time thinking it through. Yeah, one time when I was in my tw- in my early 20s, there was this guy I liked and I texted him and he didn't and he didn't text me back and I swear to god, I was about to get in my fucking car and go drive over to his house cuz I thought he got in an accident. <laughs> I'm so glad I didn't because how you, you, you how were an accidental would it have stalker. You've been like, "Oh my gosh, I'm so glad you're here and then we fell in love." <laughs> 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 but I, I'm not kidding. Like I literally and I like I like messaged my friend. I'm like, "Should I go over and see if he's okay?" And she's like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> the only way he will not be okay is if you show up. Uh, that is yeah. the one thing that will ruin his day. <laughs> yeah, but, but but I, but that is the thought I have it. I've, I've never had since it's, you know, and maybe you need to have that crazy thought every once in a while to realize, okay, that's insane. And now if people don't message you back or don't want to hang out with you, they don't like you. And that's okay. Cause not everyone has to like everyone. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's true. I think it's weird. I, you know, I never like to give the same advice four times in a row, <laughs> <laughs> which is why I'm not gonna, which is <laughs> All right. Um, what I think she should do is offer to what? Take him to a theme park. Oh, it's like she's she is a, a an older horny woman who's still attractive. I'll believe her. Fuck it. Why not? You know yeah. what I mean? She's either really hot or really not. Well, we'll, the benefit we'll, of the doubt. we'll And I never do that to the people writing the question because they're fucking animals and liars. Every mm. one of them. But I will give her the benefit of the doubt. But. He is, he is a young dude. There is nothing that a dude his age loves more than sneaking a flask into a theme park or if it is in a, an awesome flyover state like Iowa where, where regular liquor laws don't exist, just going to the theme park and paying for the liquor there. There's nothing he wants to do more than that and then, and then fuck afterwards. So text him. This is what we're going to do. Also, done with smartphones. I'm literally snapping it in half after I get one of these things and then smashing a display case at a museum to get a flip phone out of the display case at the museum. And I'm going back to a flip phone somehow. So you can meet me at the theme park tomorrow at noon or never hear from me again. Give him the ultimatum. You know, honestly, I know that we are kind of joking about this whole theme park, but there's some validity to what you're saying. Like, yeah. I, I think, I think, because let's, like, come up with something just super fucking dope to do that, like, anyone would be like, hells yeah, that sounds awesome. And just, yeah, give him that old tomato. Mm. Like, you either come to this exclusive, yeah. I don't know, 
Billy Joel concert. What? Okay, up top. Uh. <laughs> Listen, one thing 25-year-old guys love. One thing all of them. <laughs> one the only Billy Joel. <laughs> all I could think of was Billy Joel. Billy Joel concert. You want to hear the piano <laughs> man live? Or you want to stay home and hey. listen to a bunch of auto-tune bullshit? <laughs> Not okay, so maybe you're not Billy. Hey kids, what are you doing out on the on the step here? You listen to your Billy Joel's? Okay. Hey, twenty-five-year-old guy, who's your favorite? Crosby, Still, Snash, or Young? <laughs> <laughs> what do you like the best? Okay, so not Billy Joel, but think of but think of something amazing to do that like any twenty-five-year-old guy would. It doesn't matter who they are, would be like that's a fucking awesome thing to do, and then sure, say, sure. "This is what we're this is what we're gonna do. This is when we're gonna meet." If you don't accept this, then I will think that there's, you know, then then that's it. Then I don't want to continue this Ooh. relationship because you're never going to meet again. Like if I yeah. offer you the most amazing thing and you don't want to do it, then you're never going to meet me for coffee. And then and then give that ultimatum. And if yeah. he accepts, great. And if not, like, yeah. I mean, there's, there's like I said, there's a lot of validity to what you said, Jake. That's, yeah. And um, I'm going to give some advice to, to, to Billy Joel. Get some face tattoos and get some younger fans, you know? Yeah. I know you're an older guy. You got your fan base, whatever. But just get some, like, Post Malone-style <laughs> shit scribbled on your face. And I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to bring you a new audience. Start start uh, uh, maybe rhyming in more of your songs. May, may, make little, like, sort of hip-hop remixes to Piano Man. Auto-tune, mumble thing. rap over it. I get what you're saying, but, like, Billy Joel's pretty old, so he's still kind of older than all of his audience members, right? <laughs> like, I mean, you, yeah, that's because most of the people his age that drink like him are dead. I mean, he's he's one of the last ones. Yeah, he's kind of like, um, who's that other guy that's real leathery, that, um, the Rolling Stones guy? Um, Mick he's Jagger. Richard, yeah, Mick he's Jagger, uh, literally all of the Stones? <laughs> <laughs> Billy Joel is, but yeah, I, um, but yeah, uh, how old is he? 71. Okay. I mean, that's like, I mean, that's not young, but it's not like how, it's, I thought he was actually closer to 80. Um, anyway, but. Well, uh, he's drank yeah. himself too closer to 80. Absolutely. <laughs> but he still plays like a champ. Yeah. Um, yeah. Still, still goes live. Still doesn't fucking, so many of those older guys, man, they can't hit the notes anymore. And so there's a lot of just, you, you know, they're singing to recordings and shit like that, but he, he still does it live, even though, yeah. You can tell he didn't do the sting thing to where it's like, I'm only going to eat raw salmon and quinoa and cardio and I'm going to fuck for seven hours and I'm just going to live now. And he was like, no, no, no. I'm still, I, I bottle of red, bottle of white every day for breakfast. That's me. Yeah. I'm Billy Joel. I'm going to drink like that every day. I'm going to eat a lot of bacon, egg and cheeses. I'm East Coast <laughs> all the way. And, and that's, you, you know, so he, he still fucking ate, drank whatever he wanted to drink, but he can still fucking belt it out live. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so that I th I think that's going to be my my final advice. advice this woman. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, doesn't commit. That's it. Then a quit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I say take him take him to a Billy Joel concert. Sell him on Billy Joel. You know, you take him to a theme park first. We get to do some of your shit. Mm -hmm. You know, we'll, we'll we'll go to a Dead Mouse concert after that. We'll watch a guy press play on a fucking, you know, DJ box and dance and pretend that's live music. And then we'll go to my thing. We'll see a 75-year-old alcoholic sing like a goddamn angel and play piano live. That's what we're going to do. I don't know how else love blossoms. 
Yes, absolutely. <laughs> you know, some of your stuff, some of his bottle of red, bottle of white, you know, a <laughs> little bit of your thing, little bit of his thing. Songs from an Italian restaurant. That's what I say you do. Just like the song, you know, <laughs> do some of his thing, do some of your thing. He's not texting you back because you have no good ideas for dates. That's what I say. Yeah. Take him to a theme park in a Billy Joel concert. Yeah. Perfect. Anyway. Well, I, we answered that question. And I, I think this podcast is really, this episode's really helped a lot of people. It, it absolutely has. Thank you, Sean Murphy, for being yeah. so awesome as always. Have a good one, Suzanne. Always good talking. And yeah, until next right. week, later.